Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real-life events. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song! Steve and I'm Bones. And this is Killed to Death. The improvised true crime podcast. And it's the weirdest little show. Yes. And that one is for our old roommate Eric, who requested that that remain the tagline. Yeah. And it will. Uh, we did that, well, someone I said else that emails. one episode, uh, and Eric emailed in for some reason and asked if we could make that official. If he um, hadn't have emailed into the official email, then I don't know if uh, that request would have been granted, but he did. He respected the process. Uh, Steve, every yeah. Thursday you've been playing soccer. That's true. How's that going? Pretty good. It hurt my wrist, so I bought also new... So pretty good. <laughs> so I bought new goalie <laughs> gloves, and then since then it's been pretty good. Uh, how, is, how is your team's record? Ooh, not good. We play for fun. <laughs> and all the other teams play for competitiveness yeah they play for wins we are there for a good time we are very supportive of each other we hoot and holler when our team scores and uh, it's a good time well hopefully this can help improve your team we've both uh, thought of some soccer tips mm-hmm. uh, stuff you've learned out there on the uh, pitch sure you can start you can pitch away uh, great. I'll go first then. Um, I'll say if you are goalie, like you like to play, um, remember to bring a book, uh, have something to do. Uh, a lot of the time the action is going to be at the other end of the uh, pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Have a computer work on your screenplay. You've got time. Which is what I meant by new gloves is that the other ones you can't type with is kind of the problem. Right. So you went fingerless. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I bought some fingerless gloves, and those have been good just to stay warm, um, but also still be able to work on my screenplay at the same time. You do also want um, a laptop that you can uh, kind of get out of the way quickly, something you can shuffle off to the side in case the action does come your way again. Like you can just kind of tuck oh, it beside that, the net. That kind of laptop, sure. Yeah, like one with wheels on the bottom. <laughs> But it's still so low to the ground and you just no. push it. You know what? It should be on one of those like TV stands, like when the substitute teacher wheels yeah. in the TV. Like have your laptop up on one of those, and then you can kind of squeak wheel it off to the side when the, the action comes your way. Well, and also for like uh, all your teammates on the bench when the action's at the other end, uh, they're gonna want something to do. You can actually just have a TV on there. And you can say, Hey guys, we're watching Bill Nye today. <laughs> No, uh, that's perfect. That is perfect. So that's my um, tip. If your goalie brings something to do, which um, and that leads actually pretty closely to my next tip, which is um, oh, you're welcome. Watch video with your team. A lot of people for rec soccer don't do that. They think you only need to do that for professional sports. But what you need to do is you need to hire some kind of nerd who has a camera to go to the game the week prior tape the team that you're going to be playing against and then watch the tape as a team to study their tactics like take this seriously and don't just show up once a week and expect to be able to beat these teams you have done no research on right yeah watch their tactics which are probably something like oh everyone's just like running around and and trying to get the ball 
Yeah, it is. I will say, I play in a league with six-year-olds, so it's, it's just a big pack of us that chase the ball around. <laughs> and uh, it's it's mayhem, but we have a great time. And but they love some... Bill Nye. <laughs> well, that's when they need to settle down. I throw on Bill Nye. <laughs> I am their substitute teacher as well. <laughs> and this is writ Recess. Every day you say, all right, guys, soccer all day. Get out there. Well, yeah, a lot of teachers, you know, that maybe they're getting COVID or they're, you know, there's a COVID scare. Or something they have to take time off. All of a something sudden, something with COVID. Have, it's always COVID, and all of a sudden, substitute teachers are asked to take over these classes for full days, and that, so that's me right now. And it's I, I do the one thing I know best, and it's soccer. Uh, I'm gonna say try and sneak into the ref lounge, into the refs lounge, and uh, replace their red cards with other things, like a sign that says like "Good job." And then when they try and get you for something, and they blow their whistle, and they just hold up a sign that says "Good job." Do you think That's the pretty- red cards a sign? <laughs> they do. <laughs> they reach in their top pocket, and there's like a full sign. <laughs> Like a huge Bristol board. <laughs> yeah, they have to unfold a full Bristol board that says "Good job" on it. And they're like, "That's not wait. That's not what I meant to show." Someone must have snuck into the refs lounge. Yeah, that's where they. But in all, all seriousness, we don't have photocopying. Refs. It's mayhem. Oh, I can cross that tip out. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> that's a great tip if you do play at a higher level where there are actual referees and rules. In this instance, it's just whoever's most alpha kind of asserts themselves and says, no, that was out of bounds off of you. It's our ball. Sure. And the, Okay, so sneak into, you know, one of your opponent's houses. <laughs> and switch their cards <laughs> for other cards. Switch their cleats for, I don't know, what would be stilts. <laughs> it's really hard to kick a ball with such yeah. a thin piece of wood. That's right. Or Bristol boards taped to their feet. <laughs> That says good job, and instead of wearing shoes, they just hold the sign up at you and go, ah, crap. Yeah, which only fuels your team. The positive energy will lead you to success. Um, And that's my last tip. Stay positive. Steve, uh, speaking of uh, being positive, would you like to solve a murder? Yes, and I should preface this by saying uh, that I will no longer be going as Bones for the rest of this episode for the sake of clarity. That's right, guest. yeah, usually your nickname is Bones, um, but this week, uh, an opposite of a few weeks ago, where a guest was named mm, Steve right, and you had right. to go by Bones, that's this right. time, as you'll find out, you'll need to go by Steve. That's right. Uh, I, of course, will remain Griffin Toplitsky. <laughs> Until one day when we finally Play have, management. We finally have a uh, Griffin Toplitsky guest on, and then what are you going to do then? Then you'll be forced, your hand will be forced and you'll have to have a nickname. No word of a lie. Uh, we've been trying at the old 1105 household to get Scoot going for me. <laughs> Scoot. All right. I'll keep it up. The victim. Paul McCartney. Musician. Found dead. <laughs> Today's guest. Bones. Rody, who found Paul's body. Bones. What's up? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks hey, for Are you at all on, concerned man. about saying your address on the uh, podcast? Oh, no. He's about to move. It doesn't matter. I'm, yeah, I'm moving <laughs> out. True. By the time this episode will be released, I'll be pretty much moved into my new place. All right. I'm just I'm very concerned with safety as a roadie. 
so you want I want to make sure the talent of this episode, you two stars, you you feel safe. Well, yeah, so you never say the stadium uh, your <sighs> musician is performing at. No, because here's the thing: the true fans they know by scent and things mm. like that. Sure. I, you don't really want the riffraff, the paparazzo there. So I personally would never say the name, but sometimes it gets breached by the press or by the by the people too. And I think we're kind of seeing today uh, what happens when safety isn't taken into account, you know? Right. Yeah. You think COVID is because people were giving out their addresses. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, how can you get spit in somebody else's mouth if they don't know your address yeah. they're at your house doing it right mm. because it's a stay-at-home order this is Still. how covid spreads people come don't to your have, house don't and share your address your stranger danger yeah i mean we should say that um we don't have as many viewers so we're not quite as worried about the address i can understand having the concern if you maybe had a great many viewers and some people really loved your stuff but no one really likes what we do and a lot of people are requesting we actually stop so it's not a big deal really to share well hate and love they're pretty similar so if you're sharing your address Mm, you know maybe some crazy lady will jump in through your window and she'll hit you over the head with a ski did that happen to you? That's pretty no, specific. I'm just saying it's an option. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that's something somebody could do. They could get a... Uh, sure, it's on put the a table. Of, it's on the table. They could break into your house through the window, put a bunch of pepper in your eyes. Hit you over the head with another ski. Yeah, because there's two. That's right. That's right. There's two they hit you with one. They throw that one to the side. They run back out to their car, grab the other one, hit you with that one. And then they ski off into the distance. So with I'm just saying... second pair. Leave their car second behind. Second pair. Yeah, so I'm just saying if you, you want to be pretty right. uh, concerned with your safety, I just want to make sure you guys are okay, you know. So you're concerned with safety as a roadie. What are the main uh, roadie duties? I guess I just imagine like lugging an amp. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the major. That's 90% of it, I'd say, mm. is the amp movement, uh, amp containment. Amp. Oh, containment? <laughs> are they rolling away? <laughs> well, yeah, you want to make sure it doesn't roll away, it doesn't explode, doesn't go somewhere it's not supposed to go. Where's the All amp those not kinds of supposed things. to go? Well, what if it gets if so you're putting the amp down and you're getting really tired, right? Because it hurts your back, mm. and because you, you're carrying it from place to place, and then you accidentally put it on a skateboard, and then the skateboard <laughs> rolls off. Right. Yeah. You got to contain if you're doing that con- concert on the top of a hill. Yeah, or your opener is Tony Hawk. Yeah, you're at the top of a half pipe. pipe. <laughs> and then he'll be oh, riding no. the amp down the half pipe. Yeah, he'll be riding the amp down the half pipe. Your band's going to be playing their guitars out of the skateboard, and it's a whole mess, and people are saying, Bones, what did you do? <laughs> this sounds awful, and Tony Hawk has died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why, so so it's mainly amp containment, mm-hmm. amp moving, amp uh, inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a safety element, you know, you got to make sure everybody's in their place. But I'd say the safety element, that's about 5% of it. And then the amp stuff, that's 95% of it. And are you a musician yourself? I know a lot of roadies do it as well and perform on the side. I'm not, I mean, I have an appreciation for it. I, I have a song in my heart, but mm, I was, I'm more that? of a, what song I'm is a, that? Yeah. Um, uh, uh Mamma Mia. <laughs> Here I go again. It's just a song I like. <laughs> the song of my heart is Mamma Mia by ABBA. So you don't um, you don't uh, necessarily, uh, you're not a musician yourself, uh, but you do like the song Mamma Mia. 
yeah, generally Mamma Mia by ABBA or Mamma Mia from Mamma Mia the Musical. Oh, either one. Or, yeah, or Mamma Mia by Meryl Streep from Mamma Mia the Musical. All of those I like. Mm, okay. Um, Two of those other than might that, be to the me, same. music is kind of music's kind of garbage. Besides that, to me. Oh, okay. So, what, what yeah. band do you work for? The Beatles. And you don't like their okay. music. No, I just think it's kind of overdone. Like, why would you sing about any of this garbage shit when you could be singing mm. Mamma Mia? About your mom. Yeah, because you're going, here I go again, because you're falling in love, you know? Oh you're going, Mamma Mia. Now, so work must be uh, pretty slow for you for the past 40 years. <laughs> yeah, it's slowed down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're they've definitely said they're on hiatus. Um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean for us really like the 70s, 60s and 70s, 60s. That was big for the that was big for us. We're doing a lot of care, a lot of amp containment, a lot of right. amp transportation. And they said we're going to take a break, boys. We're going to take a step back, just take some time for ourselves. And now old bones here has just been waiting by my phone waiting for the call. So that's why I was so excited when, you know, Paul gave me a ring and said, we're going to get back. We're going to get back on the road. Just me and Ringo. And I didn't want to ask questions about the other guys. I don't know. You haven't heard from them in a while. No, it's just, here's the thing. You know how you learn, you know what you learn a lot? You learn a lot about a person when you have nothing to offer them anymore. And I would say since about like 1978, I haven't heard a peep from John Lennon. Right. I haven't heard one fucking George Harrison stuck him. around for a little bit talking to you, but then also, yeah. I guess, eventually fell off the map. Exactly. And, and I'm like, that oh, just because them. all of a sudden you don't have amps that yeah. need to be taken mm. care of, I you don't I don't that's, mean anything to you anymore? That's bullshit. I know. It was it's really quite hurtful. It really is. Those they're dog shit. But I hope you realized and you found, you know, people in your life who appreciate you. For all years and all times, all seasons. Oh, Steve! <laughs> what? That's really nice. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't tell what that reaction was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a lot of people in my life that I feel pretty appreciated. Oh, good. Um, I mean, for those couple years when we weren't on tour, uh, there wasn't a lot. There was pretty much Including radio now. silence. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. The boys were getting back together. We were going to go right. on tour again. That's why I was being called up. Right. To help yeah. with Paul and Ringo, what, so they were actually going to do a, a they were going to do a reunion tour. Were, were they? So they were going to call themselves the Beatles and everything. Yeah, because it was going to be them. It was going to be Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, um, George Harrison hologram, and uh, Grumpy Cat with John Lennon glasses. Oh, okay. For the kids. Yeah, well, you know, it's not the same. The kids these days, they don't really understand music. I mean, nothing decent has been released since Mamma Mia, so I don't blame them that they're, much. They're too busy listening to their, you know, CDs these days. Yeah, their cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. Trash. Rather than the vinyl records, you know? It sounds exactly. different on vinyl, you know? It's like that. It's That's that what warmth, they don't understand. You know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. it's like crackly. It's like worse. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> well, what I, yeah, yeah. Just, so, that's what so I we love got about the grumpy cat media. for the kids. But yeah, the good thing about vinyl is um is that you have to listen to the whole thing. That's what I love the most about it. You can't not yeah. one song. Yeah, you can't find a song easily. They're easy to yeah. wreck it. Yeah, you got to kind of place a little a little 
needle gingerly and it's kind of humiliating and you're squinting trying to find where the song starts. But that's the thing. Kids these days, they don't know. They don't no. know. They've had it soft. It's a joke. These kids don't understand the plight of... I used to wait outside Urban Outfitters to get my record player. And I was so yeah, excited exactly. when I could right. finally get my record player. To play a record and then you'd have to throw it all out. And yeah. then you'd have to wait outside Urban Outfitters for your next record player. Steve, yeah. uh, what, what was what, when you got your records, what records did you get? Because, you know, I do know a lot about music as a roadie. Well, you only like one song. <laughs> yeah, but I know yeah. you can know a lot about music. Okay, you're right. Only like yeah, one describe song. what records you have and we'll see if Bones likes them or... Okay, not <laughs> yeah. my the first record I ever bought was uh, Boston by Boston. Trash. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: I only got to listen to it one time. I barely remember it. Right. Then I had to go get a new record player and a new record. So mm-hmm. I'm I I'm kind of familiar with music, but at the same time, I like I just long for those days, you know, when you hear an album once and then never hear it again. Yeah. For me, Abba Gold. And that's why you're a man of taste. That's why I mean, I'm there's a, a lot of, of bullshit on that record. There's a lot of bullshit songs on that record, sure. but there is one filler. good song. A lot of filler. A lot if of filler. If only you could skip like, to okay. that one song. <laughs> yeah. For me, if you look at my Abba Gold record, um, it's it's like got a ridge in it. Like it's like straight, straight, straight. And then you put in glue in the rest of the ridges. Yeah. I put glue. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't care. It's actually just a singular little donut. I've cut. I've actually cut out the part of the record that's Mamma Mia, and I just kind of place it on my record player and hope to God it plays. Uh, so tell us about this tour then. Did you ever actually get to do any concerts with the, the new Beatles? Well, we were in rehearsals, right? Okay. So we're going to start. Mm. We're going to start in Topeka, Kansas. At the M&M Center, right? So I'm right. bringing the amps in, and then I'm bringing the amps out, and I'm bringing the cat litter in, I'm bringing the cat litter out, I'm bringing the hologram in, bringing the hologram out, checking the perimeter, the making sure there was no... Yeah. <laughs> the cat can yeah. use a washroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Because Grumpy Cat's one of those cats that learn how to use the toilet. Sure. <laughs> is but this... Ringo, he likes the cat litter. I hate to be insensitive, but I mean, is this the same Grumpy Cat that we knew from before? from the internet did i miss here that this grumpy cat had passed i know keyboard cat's dead <laughs> good, good riddance <laughs> well here's the thing you don't know about keyboard cat keyboard cat was an anti-semite yeah oh yeah but, i remember uh, that twitch cat, yeah, i remember so when he finally added lyrics <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Grumpy Cat, this is the same Grumpy Cat we know okay. from the internet. So I was the reason the actual the tour cat. got pushed back, um, that's because Grumpy Cat, he he actually passed on. So we've been trying to fill this John Lennon-sized okay. uh, hole in the Beatles. Uh, we fill it with Grumpy Cat, Grumpy Cat passes away. Did you uh, hold auditions? We, we had any new contenders? Yeah, we contenders? did. We held auditions. We held some auditions. Anyone uh, so good? We had, um... Oh, uh, there's some people that you might you might like. Um, Walter Cronkite. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, old McDonald, the farmer. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Justin Bieber. Okay. All right. Yeah, and then the green M M&M. and M. Oh mm. well, it's their center. They get a free slot. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a nepotism hire, I think. Especially because so they they're the ones that got hired. <laughs> yeah, it was Green Eminem. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Green Eminem's John Lennon, but Walter Cronkite is the swing. Uh, so he waits in the <laughs> wings just anyone? in case. In case the hologram is sick. Hologram won't turn on. Bring out Walter Cronkite. Yeah, yeah. So that's that was what that happened. So we were trying so to, you know, the grumpy pass. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did we did a thing. So, and, a uh, so it wasn't just Paul McCartney that died. Grumpy Cat also passed away during the rehearsals. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wow. But yeah, well, Paul McCartney didn't pass away during the rehearsals. Oh, when when was his demise? Uh, it was the night, the night, the night of the opening concert, the opening show. Whoa! Mm. So tell us a, yes. a little bit about that. So my a day in my life when we're kind of starting the show. <laughs> oh, like a day up. in the life. Yeah. You wake oh. up, and roll wake, out of bed. Roll out of bed. Uh, brush, pull a comb across my head. <laughs> well, you know better than us. I don't know. It's I don't, your life. I don't listen to those songs. Yeah, that's true. But I uh, brush my teeth. I uh, I put on my shoes of Velcro, I'm up, I hit the road, I go to the venue, right? Um, so then once the show, like once we're about 30 minutes from the show, I get the amps out of the van, I put them on the stage, contain them, plug them in. Then I get the hologram and I turn the hologram on, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I kind of go around and I like knock on the doors of the different trailers and I'm like, oh, Paul, yeah, it's 15 minutes until showtime. Green Eminem, it's 15 minutes till showtime. Uh, Ringo Starr, 15 minutes till showtime. Uh, Walter Cronkite, uh, Stand by. we're not going to need you tonight. <laughs> yeah, just hold tight. <laughs> hold tight, sit tight. Right now, we're looking good, but, you, you know, anything can happen. And anything did happen. So, you know, we're about five minutes from showtime. Green Eminem's ready to go. Um, the hologram is looking great. Looking really good. Really tight. Good hologram, Mike. Uh, good hologram night like he, like i don't know what that hologram did but they were glowing like they the sex appeal mm. just oh, the pheromones wow. coming off of that Stinky. hologram like a cool yeah. mist that they've added yeah it was like mist it's like you know when a cat's in heat it's sure. like that it, yeah it gets misty well they mist out of their butt i think they piss or whatever i, I don't know this when yeah I... when cats are in heat they piss because they want to like share their uh their they want to spread claim their territory and okay. then that the smell of that pee uh, female cats are attracted to so, so i guess the george harrison was peeing everywhere <laughs> the mist of the george harrison's pee that wow. was kind of in the air and it was working on me it was working on old bones and i'm and i'm you know a 60 year old man so you can wow. only imagine the beatles mania that was happening in the crowd before the show even starts right, right? People were getting like, covered in this. <laughs> <laughs> and they're loving it. So I'm like, oh my God, Paul's not here yet. The crowd's going crazy, just shaking the barricades. Mm. It's They're going wild out there. So we obviously have to get Paul McCartney going. Right. So I go I go, and I check his trailer. It's kind of funny that not- that's your job to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, hey, I mean, you, you do it all, it Why? sounds like. What, yeah. Well, I, think, I think of the roadie as, a, a as equipment, but you'd know better than I that you're also That's talent true. management. 
Yeah, exactly. I do, you know, I'm controlling the amps and containing the amps, but I don't know. I guess I don't know how podcasts work, but I just do whatever anybody asks me to because I have a good attitude. I don't think I'm bigger than anyone else. Even though you are physically. Yeah, well, I'm massive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, should, you I, even can't though fit I am in your frame, eight, I'm we should eight notice. feet tall. I'm eight feet yeah. tall, but I don't think I'm bigger in my in my head. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I go and find check Paul and see where he is. And he's not there. And then I remembered earlier, Paul McCartney, he was saying, I would love a diet Pepsi. Mm. So I Die. went to the vending machine. Hmm. Whoa. A clue. Chills. <laughs> Chills. You're cold? If only he knew. I'm freezing. My window's Huge open. goosebumps. <laughs> I go and I find, I go to the, to where the machine is, the vending machine. Mm-hmm. And that's down a big, it's in, it's in the, uh, the cellar of the M&M Center. <laughs> Because they only want M and M's really there, but you know, you you know, mm-hmm. uh, Kansas law statutes that there has to be a Pepsi machine on every premise. Of course, right? Where mm-hmm. I'm going over stuff. You guys know this, but you know, for the international listeners, they might not yes. know. Right. So I'm right, looking right, right. for the Pepsi machine, and I go down into the cellar, and there's cobwebs and whatever. And who's at <gasps> the bottom? But Paul McCartney with his brains bashed out. <laughs> Oh my god. Paul McCartney's body is lying there. His brains are bashed out of his head. Diet Pepsi in hand. So he got it. Pepsi. But the can is uncracked. But the can is uncracked. No. He never had a sip. No. So it's probably got all shook up. I'm freaking out. Don't open it. I'm freaking out, right? Sure. Well, because, but I'm a professional. So first I go and I say, Walter, we're going to need you. Right? So. Yeah. So he goes out. The George Harrison holograms pissing everywhere. Sexy green M and M's doing her job, and Ringo Starr is also there. <laughs> and what, what's her job? She's replacing she's John Grumpy Lennon. Cat. Right. She's Who, John. She's replacing Grumpy Cat, who's replacing John Lennon. But that is, is she playing the John Lennon parts? Was that is that the role? Yeah, she's playing John Lennon parts. She's got big glasses on and um, kissing Yoko. Hits and he, yeah yeah kisses Yoko and hits his first wife. Um... <laughs> So you trot out John Lennon's actual first wife to get <laughs> Jessica, I think, or something. Green M and M. Yeah, and the green M and M's going ham, which is great. It's a very immersive <laughs> experience. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very immersive experience, sure. right? So the crowd's going wild. They're loving it, and I'm like, great, my job here is done. I can it? call the cops. Has the music now. started or anything? It's yeah. it just the pissed off. <laughs> hitting John Lennon's first wife. And what, is Ringo, Ringo doing anything? Is Ringo Ringo's just counting the them in the whole time? He's playing the drums. He's going, he's talking about his octopus is guarded. Because that's their opening number. They open up with, it's like silent, right? And the lights are out. They go, boom, boom. And the lights go. And it's like, boom, boom. And then it's just Ringo's voice going, I'd like to be. And the crowd goes wild, piss yeah. down from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start. They start with Octopus's okay. Garden. It's great. <laughs> what we're going to do is take a quick break. Yeah, that's a good place to stop. <laughs> when we come back, I- I'd love <clears throat> to hear more about uh, who bashed in Paul McCartney's brains. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
We'll be right back. And we are back on Kill to Death, the weirdest little show. You're welcome, Eric. You're welcome, Eric. We're still here with uh, Steve. Yes, the number one goalkeeper on my team. Is that true? I'm the only one who does it. No one else wants to play. Even though you hurt your wrist, are they still going to make you be goalie? Yes, that was two weeks ago, and I played the last two games. You have bad it's, friends. It's not, it's, not, it's not actually injured. It's all right. Uh, oh, okay, I'm actually okay. No, Bones, I actually know this about you, is that you are uh, a soccer fan. Do you have any soccer tips oh, out there? Yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> so I'm a big fan of Tottenham Hotspur, the Premier League team. Ooh. And uh, just a couple of tips I picked up from them. Um, maybe have you tried Have you tried uh, kicking up the turf when you kick the ball a little bit? So it looks like you kicked really hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, me? Have you tried that? I'm asking. Have I tried that? No. Oh, you even tried that? No, that's actually good. And this is okay. what, an intimidation technique? It's yeah, it's like it's like it's impressive because it's like, whoa, they kicked so hard that a little bit of the ground came up. Right mm-hmm. now I think uh, your kicks are weak. Yeah, but then you'll okay, know so they're strong if if the ground comes up. My second tip would uh, probably just be uh orange slices at halftime. Oh. Mm. Oh yeah, you you are a Premier yummy. League fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, or well the Premier League standard. Yeah. Set by Messi. We've been doing fettuccine have... Alfredo at half. And that <laughs> kind of gives us a cramps. A turkey dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's bad. It makes us sleepy. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be my tip to you guys out there. Thank you on Thank behalf you. of them. <laughs> now, Bones, you're a roadie. Uh, mm-hmm. You work for the Beatles, which means uh, you've had a, a brief hiatus for a few years. But recently, yeah. the band was getting back together, uh, both in metaphor and that's what was happening. Uh, they gave you a call. Paul and Ringo are going back on tour. You haven't heard from George or John. Uh, fake friends. Fake friends. <laughs> <laughs> So John was replaced first by Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat uh, unfortunately passed away and was replaced by the green M&M. Both of them uh, with John's big round glasses. And then George Harrison replaced by a hologram of George Harrison. So you, you were going to have your first show in T- Topeka. Am I saying that right? Topeka, Kansas? Yeah, Topeka, Kansas. Topeka, Kansas at the M&M Center, home of the green m M&M. m <laughs> yeah. Uh, and right before the show started rolling, you go around to your trailers telling everyone that it's showtime and that you just plugged in the amps about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, but Paul's not there. Uh, and so you go down to the cellar, you push away all the cobwebs. Uh, you knew he was going to get a Diet Pepsi from the vending machine down there, uh, but you find him in the corner brains uh almost entirely bashed out Mm -hmm. now was there anything that suggested what did this like was there a (laughs) bloody baseball bat uh lead pipe if i know from clue sure Mm, yeah yeah i mean i'm not a i'm not a crime scene investigation guy 
Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the can of Diet Pepsi just because the can of Diet Pepsi was in his hand. And mm. if you saw the state of that machine, you'd know they had about. Oh, so maybe one it was suicide. Thing. did it to himself. We shouldn't rule out suicide. I don't think. Um, I don't know any. I don't know what did it. I just knew that the way that he was facing, it was quite clear that somebody had snuck up from behind him. Mm. So Paul had gotten his Diet Pepsi from the machine. Mm-hmm. had kind of held it to open it but didn't open it and somebody snuck up from behind oh. and here's the thing that i think is pretty funny oh, okay yeah you go first i got that there's um there the seller they only give you a special like a janitor one ring of keys the m&m center has one giant kind of janitor style ring of keys that has every key and you need a key to get to the seller right right okay so paul had my keys to get down there. So I was going to say it would have to be somebody with three keys, but he needed the keys to get down there. So somebody probably just followed so him. How did behind. you get down there? He had left the door open. Oh, he left it. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the person could have also got in behind with the door open. But it would have to be somebody who knew that he wanted Pepsi, right? That's because, true. Because they, that, they'd follow him there and they knew that, that he'd be at his weakest without his diet Pepsi. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Griffin? So And just someone snuck up from behind and then bang, bang. Got him. Or bam, yeah. bam. Could have been anything. Could have been Maxwell's single, silver hanger. I got to write this one down. Maxwell singer Maxwell? hanger. Maxwell? <laughs> Maxwell singer hanger. <laughs> and who's this? So Maxwell singer hanger. He does lights. He does the lights. Yeah, he hangs them up. Yeah, he's his name is Maxwell Singer, <laughs> and he's the hanger. Yeah, he hangs the lights hanger. Up. So I do like amps. I do talent management. He hangs the lights and then turns the big lights on at the end of the concert. So remember when I was telling you before the that when they open with the, Octopus's oh, like Garden the house and there's like a strobe effect? He's doing that. He's like waving nice. his hand in front of a light. <laughs> exactly really and then you know if we're going a little if we're running a little bit behind like we were because we couldn't find paul he'll kind of hang a sheet up and do some kind of animal shadows in front <laughs> he'll put his hand in front of a flashlight and like make a wolf out of his hand or an eagle to keep to keep the uh the beatles fans satiated awesome. sure to keep them screaming <laughs> yeah. yeah piss soaked and screaming do you know what this is? You like music. Do you know what this is? Bones? I mean, it's not Mamma Mia, so I hate it. This is the Skype theme song. We're getting another call. I'm going to click hello. Hello? All right. Uh, this just in, me to the Skype call right now. <laughs> oh, I know that voice anywhere. Hello and good evening. Hello, who 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 am I speaking to? You're speaking to Mr. Walter Cronkite, reporting live from his apartment in oh. upstate New York. From the news, you're you're a very famous news anchor, I believe. I mm-hmm. once was, and now I do what I can. Are you dead? <laughs> He's right here. He's right here. <laughs> what do you mean? I think this speaks for itself. I'm oh, right it was here a jab on at the your call. Ghastly appearance. Oh, yes. I am old. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Not a problem. I thought I could be of help to the investigation, and the tour manager told me to come on the pod. 
Sorry, mm. I was late. I was making soup. What kind? Mm. Tomato. Oh, okay. Pretty standard. It's just tomatoes in a pot and water. Took a while. Wow. Well, that's good. That'll be good for your pipes because I, I assume you're probably going to do tonight's show because because of Paul. Oh, yeah. I have to fly back to Topeka, Kansas to do the makeup show tonight where I will yeah. be playing the role of Paul McCartney. Yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> See, that's that's what a professional's like. I've been in the business for a long time, right? Because I was I started yeah. with the Beatles when they were they were quite little, just doing pubs in Liverpool, the who? right? You don't know the, no, Beatles, the Beatles, Walter? <laughs> oh, I don't know them. They're who what? You play what are in the you show. talking about? In the show, you play Paul McCartney from the Beatles. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> What is this choice? Do you not know what? No, no. I thought it. I thought it would be um, funny to say. You're playing coy. Yeah, I thought it would be funny, as if I don't know every part to every song by the Beatles. Mm. Oh, this is Where a question for you? both of you. Oh, sorry. No, you say your thing. You were going to ask about the murder. What I'm going to ask is, what did each of you think of the movie yesterday? <laughs> I think it's a ridiculous hypothesis and one that, honestly, I wish I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, well, I just want to say, I think the thing that probably would have made it great. It's like, yeah, it would be pretty wild if you woke up and you just lived in a world without any of the Beatles songs. But you know what would be even wilder? If you woke up in a world where there was no Mamma Mia. Right. And oh, you got to be go the again. person who got to make up Mamma Mia. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, you know, the best song ever. You know, I've been cheated by you and I think I know when. Da 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 And everyone's like, we don't know what that song is. And you'd wow. be like, I'm sorry, did I snort crack cocaine? Yeah. I'm sorry. Some days the answer I'm be sorry, yes. did I smoke crack cocaine? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Did I get a lobotomy? And they're like, No, we never heard that before. And then you go, What? You mean you don't know what ABBA is? And they're like, no, we know what ABBA is. We just don't know the singular <laughs> song, Mamma Mia. And I'm like, crazy. That's what I would do to punch up the movie <laughs> All yesterday. we know is Untitled Meryl Streep Project. Yeah. <laughs> the prom. And Untitled Project 2. <laughs> that movie where there's like three minutes of just black silence in the middle of it. <laughs> And you think the projector skipped, but then then it picks back up again. Why don't you make the film? Yeah, I would be plagiarizing the concept. The rest no. of this. Imagine... This one's about Mamma Mia. No, no, no. Imagine you woke up and the movie yesterday didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to be the person who remembers the movie yesterday. And everyone says, uh, I'm not interested in that idea. <laughs> you mean every movie made before, I would just, I'm going to say 2015? Yeah. But anyways, Walter Cronkite, where were you when Paul was getting murdered? Because other people were on stage. Besides Maxwell singing Hanger, we don't know what happened to him. Well, I can I can tell you exactly what happened for Mr. Hanger. He was in the rafters with me, attaching me to Paul's harness. Mm-hmm. In anticipation, why were you already attached to Phil's? Fuck, 
<laughs> Sorry, Phil is my is my that's what I call Paul. It was like our nickname. We were quite close. Um, if you what know, were you doing you know. attached to Paul's ha- ha- to Paul's harness? That's right. You were told that you wouldn't be. He needed wasn't that even night dead yet. Well, I was told I had to fill in for Paul, who was sick. Who told you? This was reported from Maxwell Singer, comma, Hanger. Mm. And he brought me up to the rafters and strapped me in, and so I dangled above the stage, covered in mist, waiting like for my cue. <laughs> yeah, the third punch that Green Eminem lands on John Lennon's wife is your oh my God. I wait for the downbeat before one. <laughs> I don't. I feel like I have questions about now. I feel like Maxwell. He he's my he's priority numero uno for me. He's my number one. Oh, suspect. interesting. Oh, I thought he was a friend of yours. Well, yeah, we were. We grew up. We were actually, we're actually twins. <laughs> you used to be. <laughs> what happened? I disowned him. I don't agree oh. with the, He tried to take all of these artistic liberties with the show. And as Rhodey, I had to say, no, I don't think that's right. Yeah, that he is all the Rhodey. He said, get rid of Ringo. He said, get rid of Ringo. And I was like, we need Ringo. We already only <laughs> You're have. just the lighting guy. <laughs> you hang the lights. And also, this is the Beatles comeback tour. We're going to need more than just one Beatle. Right. You're going to need. Me and the green M and M. Yeah, and a and a hologram. Yeah, right. That hologram can really rock. Mm-hmm. Great hologram night, and the hologram's so nice too. He doesn't have to be that nice, but he's no. so nice. Yeah, like he remembers your name and like things yeah. about you. He's like, oh, how is so and so? How did that go? Yeah, he could just sit there and read a magazine while I'm setting up the amps, but he doesn't. He asked about my kids. And how are your kids, Walter? Oh, yeah, by the way. Thank you for asking. They're... Sorry, I was just reading this magazine this whole time. (laughs) They're doing quite well. They're all in college. Great. So that's why you're taking these swing jobs. (laughs) Yes. This was to pay their tuition. Mm. All right. But well, here's the thing that I don't understand quite about Maxwell. Although he's a sneaky little SOB and I hate him with all my guts. <laughs> Majored in medicine. That much we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Majored in medicine. Well, he's hanging lights. What's his motive for bashing the brains out of Paul, Sir Paul McCartney? Well, is it possible he was in uh, cahoots with somebody else who may have done the bashing, but he knew that it would happen? Thus getting me ready for the show. But why would he do it? What's his motive? Because then maybe we could find the other person. Mm, because he, Right. He wanted Ringo gone. Did he say why? He said Ringo was bringing the vibe down. He wanted some sex appeal. Mm. And I was saying the green M&M, that brings the sex appeal. The hologram. Plus, the hologram spits out those hormones in a mist-like fashion that covers the audience and coats them. Yeah, we don't need more sex. But he said, we need more sex. Ringo's bringing the vibe down. We got to bring the Beatles into the 21st century. And I'm saying, no, we want to see Ringo Starr 
playing the drums at his age. I, the audience is going to like the part where he gets a foam roller out mid-act and he rolls out his joints and muscles because he's sore. <laughs> They're going to like that. They're going to love that. <laughs> While hologram of George Harrison absolutely shreds it on the guitar. Yeah. Right. But I guess he could also be trying to get back at me. Maybe he's jealous at me because I'm doing so good as a roadie. And if this, this show went without a hitch... I'd be promoted to, to head to me the... for not knowing, but how does the hierarchy work behind the scenes? Oh Are yeah. You almost okay, like so his there's, boss. There's like the tour manager. Number one top. Oh yeah. And then there's head roadie. And that's me. Mm. Right. Um, and then it's kind of like janitorial staff and light guys. Yeah. And then it's the Beatles. Mm. Then it's the Beatles. And then it's the, uh, the whatever dumb kindergarten classes there on some field trip. Oh, Steve's class. Yeah. <laughs> Can't play soccer all the time. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take him off to a Beatles concert. Sometimes we all have to go to a Beatles reunion tour. So he's probably jealous because we both started out together. We both started out like I was in the janitorial staff and he was hanging lights. And now I'm, you know, climbing up the mm, ladder. Right. And maybe he thinks if this tour goes bad, my reputation's down the line. But if you wanted to sabotage the tour, I don't think you had to bash the brains out of Paul McCartney to do it. Yeah, a lot breaking. of this doesn't quite make sense. Oh, breaking news. No, just breaking. Paul McCartney's head open. Walter. <laughs> it's too soon, man. That guy, That's the godfather to your daughter you're talking about. When your well, wife was drinking, when your wife was done with your drinking and she wanted to kick you out, who convinced her to let you stay? It was Paul McCartney. You're right. I'm just a... I guess I just miss my news days. Mm. That's I tough. haven't seen the spotlight in so long. It's o- as if other than no one performing will... as part of the Beatles. <laughs> this was the this was our first show, and we didn't. I right. didn't even get to go on. Yeah, because we had canceled the show. You were just spinning around in the rafters until they remembered yeah, to let you down. Yeah, they left. Everyone, everyone left. They forgot I was yeah. there. Oh, we were wondering why you weren't at uh, Arby's. I was in the rafters. <laughs> well, let's change course here because this might help us out. Because I, we still don't know what exactly did this to his head, right? We don't have the weapon. Mm. Yeah, we know it wasn't the can because that was in his hand. Yeah. Did you see anything else down there in the cellar that could have done this? Uh, alternatively, uh, Walter, is there any tool that you saw him using? That I saw him using earlier in the day. He was practicing his golf swing in his trailer. <laughs> and I said... No, you're totally right. Yeah, he kept he breaking the balls open by green. smashing them, <laughs> saying, yeah, that's yeah. how. <laughs> yeah. He, said, he loved golf. It's true. Said, probably he probably brought his golf club with him to get his to get his swing right and practice it on the go and get the feel of mm. the grip. And maybe he leaned right. it up against the side of the cellar at the top when he went down. Because those yeah. stairs they're really thin. They're thin and wobbly, so you kind of want both hands on the railing, right? Mm. And then somebody probably used his his uh, driver to blow his brains out. <laughs> it was Maxwell Singer Hanger's golf club. Oh, I meant Paul bang. McCartney. Sorry? Wait, what? Are you saying it was Maxwell Singer's golf club? Maxwell Singer Hanger's silver golf club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because right. he likes to give everybody a present. 
right before the show, like before to say congratulations. So he gave mm-hmm. Paul a golf club. Um, he gave Ringo those jelly beans from Harry Potter that have nasty little flavors. Oh, sure, yeah, puke and boogers. Yeah, <laughs> I gave the 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 um. He gave the hologram a cactus. Gave mm. the. <laughs> he gave the green M and M a Dyson Airwrap, one of those fancy hair dryers. Uh, he gave John Lennon's ex-wife a set of Post-it notes, uh, and he gave me a middle finger. And he gave me the tomatoes I used for my soup mm, from his garden. <laughs> That's right. So here's the thing: I'm thinking, I'm thinking Maxwell Singer hanger. He gave Paul this golf club, hoping he'd carry it around so he could bash his brains in. You don't but think he's was, going but... to try and kill me with the tomatoes, do you? <laughs> it's not impossible, we'll but I still don't understand. We, we've kind of established that you were in the rafters with Maxwell Singer hanger when the murdering and the brains blowing took place. So he's in cahoots right. with someone else. Right. Well, who do you know from the crew? Who else would have been down there? <laughs> yeah, who do you know from the crew? Uh, it's hard. You know, being a boss is hard. You don't want to get too chummy with anyone. Mm. Um, I understand that. When I worked I on guess... a network, I didn't know mm-hmm. a single person's name. And that was the way I liked it. Every day you came into work and I said, good morning, team. And when I left, I said, good night. Mm. Oh, I guess the only two people that I kind of know, at least on the team, a little bit. Um, I know um, Miss America. And that wraps up another successful episode of Killed to Death. Whoa. It was Miss America in cahoots wow. with Maxwell Singeranger. I gotta ask, what does Miss America do? <laughs> <laughs> um well she's second she's key grip so she, right <laughs> she's ha- she's holding the boom i don't know what that is. No. we like to boom the whole show <laughs> key grip is just gripping anything <laughs> yeah she yeah well it's gripping grip. those sandbags so that the curtains open at the right time <laughs> i want to thank so i guess it was them and <laughs> they wanted to sabotage me there we go <laughs> Yeah. Wow. I want to thank Zach Aaron for our theme song. I want to thank Brady Schumer for our art. Uh, If you want to have a gas online, follow Kill to Death Podcast on Instagram or K2D Pod on Twitter. Uh, If you're Eric Down or, hell, anyone else, you can email us at killedtodeathpodcast at gmail.com. You can either say that you like our tagline or you can suggest a murder. I don't know if there's any other options for what uh, Gmail will let you do, but uh, try and find out. Uh, it does give those really awesome suggestions for how to reply to an email. <laughs> yes! It can be very helpful, like just saying yeah. okay with a period, as if you would ever <laughs> send that to a lengthy email. Yeah, so many times. I think it started to learn me. I don't know if there's an algorithm or something, but it will always suggest, no worries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a very yeah. easygoing guy, but you would mm-hmm. never reply to an email with only saying, no problem, buddy. <laughs> the okay with a period is uh, very curt. <laughs> yeah. It's got big dad texting energy. Yes. Just the letter K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I think that's all we have for people to check out. Sorry. Um, but maybe our guest knows uh, something else. Bones. Uh, obviously the song Mamma Mia by Abba. Yeah, so if you, you guys want to go yet. to Spotify or Apple Music or anywhere music is sold, oh, you just okay. kind of look so you still, up you still support Mia. Spotify. I just want to clear that up. Yeah, well, they have my favorite podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? Like killed to death. Uh, we certainly yeah, like haven't done death. anything, so yeah, we fart. suck. Um, so yeah, yeah you really can check out the song Mamma Mia. It's great. Off. It's good as shit. Uh, and also, if you like comedy, you can check out my favorite. Uh, I would use quotations saying female comedian because I'm I'm feeling iffy about it, but. Um, you can check out Carly Thorne at Carly Thorne on Instagram, or you can watch her TikToks at Uber and Clunk. And that's Clunk spelled K-L-O-N-K. Uber spelled the traditional way. <laughs> yes. Traditional spelling, phonetic, you've got it. Um, yeah, and if anybody knows any roadie gigs, let me know. Uh, Steve, do you have anything you want people to check out? No. And for all those uh, Ryerson Riot fans who joined us for this very special episode, I want to say, <laughs> keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> and I just want to say, good night and good luck. And I just want to say, mamma mia. to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Brady Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Killed to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! And I just want to say, Mamma Mia. And I just want to say, keep your stick <laughs> up, you guys. And I just want to say, so long, and happy wishes. <laughs> that was your sign-off? For 40 years, that was my sign-off. <laughs> happy wishes! Walter Cronkite. <laughs> So long and happy wishes.